Well, we are uh, beginning today a new sermon series uh, on Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Uh, so if you could turn in your Bibles with me to Matthew 5, beginning at verse 1. Uh, and today we'll be reading about the Beatitudes. I don't know if uh, as we go that we'll be able to hit every single bit of the, uh, of the Sermon on the Mount, but we'll uh, see some of the highlights over, uh, over the coming weeks. Let's hear the word of the Lord together. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Uh, Lord, help us to know today what it is to be blessed. Lord, we pray that uh, for those of us who know ourselves to be in the midst of poverty of spirit, those of us who are mourning, those of us who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, uh, let us hear words of comfort today. Lord, for uh, those of us who are quite comfortable in who we are and where we live and in our circumstances of life. Let us be challenged so that we may take up the call to come out of the crowd, to go up the mountain, and to become your disciple. Lord, we ask this in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. You know, it's a strange word that we hear again and again in this passage, blessed. We in the church, we, we modify that word. We church it up and we say blessed. Blessed, blessed. I mean, we don't even have a consistent pronunciation of this word, um, no wonder that we can be so confused about what it means. Uh, And in the passage that we read here, we hear again and again about what it is to be blessed according to Jesus. But when we talk about being blessed, and I think most people in Jesus's day would talk about being blessed, they would first think of the good things in their life. You know, I woke up this morning and I got to uh, you know, drink a nice cup of coffee and watch the sun rise and experience the, the peace of the early day, I sure am blessed. You know, I woke up today and I know uh, that my family is well. I feel blessed. And we talk about blessing, that's usually the first thing that we're going to think about. Uh, those of you who are on social media, you know, uh, you might know about hashtags, and a hashtag, you know, is the old pound sign, and you can put it in front of a word, and then when you select that word, it will show you everybody else who's been talking about that. So people will do that with the word blessed. And inevitably, what people talk about when they talk about their blessings are the good, positive things in their life, and that's it. That's the kind of blessings that they want to talk about. And that's usually how we'll talk about blessing. Now, there's another way that I, I notice that people will talk about what it is for them to experience blessing. And that's when they have come through hardship and are, or are in the midst of hardship and they want to affirm that God is with them. 
So they may say, you know, I have this tough surgery coming up, but I know that I've been blessed. You know, I have lost a family member and I'm mourning, but I still know that I'm blessed. Uh, Well, you know, I'm going through a hard time right now, but I know that I've counted my blessings. And sometimes when we talk about blessing, what we mean is a way to affirm that God is with us, even though what we're actually experiencing isn't a good thing. and We don't say that that thing is is something that God would, would celebrate. Sometimes that's what people mean. But what we read here is even more extreme than that. Because Jesus doesn't just say you will be blessed in spite of, or you will be blessed through, or you will be blessed in the midst of. He says blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake blessed are those that others revile and persecute and utter evil against blessed are those people and that's something altogether different because that's to say blessed are those who suffer from depression blessed are those who are ill and weary blessed are those who have had a loved one die blessed are Refugees fleeing a country and looking for a place where they can preserve their lives. Blessed are those Christians who gather in little house churches in China so they can go to a place where the government isn't watching everything that they say. And maybe the government still is. Blessed are all of those people if we listen to Jesus. And that is a topsy-turvy word. Uh, That is a... uh, way of understanding blessing that goes against common sense and goes against the ways of this world, goes against anything that we would calculate for ourselves. No one would say that those folks are blessed, at least not in the world's term, but yet Jesus says that they're blessed. Who can possibly receive a message like that? Who could believe that blessing happens to those who are mourning, or blessing happens to the meek or to the peacemaker or to the one who is persecuted. Who could possibly hear a message like that? Well, in this scene that we read here in Matthew 5, uh, Jesus has seen the crowds. And when we think of the crowds, we tend to think of poor people. You know, those, who, um, uh, those who couldn't afford to live Um, Those who were barely scraping by and had come out to hear the message of Jesus. But when we see the crowds throughout uh, Matthew's gospel, interesting people crop up. A tax collector will pop up out of the crowd, and a Roman centurion will crop up out of the crowd, and a Pharisee will crop up out of the crowd, and someone who's middle class will pop up out of the crowd, and someone who's wealthy will pop up out of the crowd. The crowd is more than just the poor. The crowd can be anyone. This is a message that is available for all. But yet those who receive it, those who hear it, those who are closest to Jesus are the ones who follow Jesus up the mountain. It's the crowds that Jesus has seen, but he speaks to his disciples. His disciples come to to him, and this is the message that he gives them. 
Because to be Jesus' disciple is to be able to receive this message of counterintuitive and unexpected blessing, of blessing that doesn't make sense in the world's terms. Because this is a message of and about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, and not about the way that we understand the world in our own terms. This is a message about what will happen when God makes all things right. That's when we talk about the kingdom of heaven, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the day that will come when Jesus will wipe the tears away from the mourner's eyes and will lift up the persecuted as his saints. And so that's what it is to be blessed in the kingdom of God. These categories are an anticipation of the ways that God is going to fix and heal and restore all that is wrong. You know, there's different ways to understand how we might respond to poverty of spirit, to mourning, to the meek, to hungering and thirsting for righteousness. If you're a Buddhist, I don't think anybody here is a Buddhist, but a Buddhist would say that we need to detach ourselves from the cares of this world and from even our affection for other people and that we should seek a purely spiritual understanding and blessing. But that's not what Jesus says. Because Jesus says that God in his kingdom, is going to do something about all that is wrong so God cares about the physical stuff of this world. Shortly after the time of Jesus, there was a group called Gnostics. And Gnostics believed that, believed that there was a special knowledge that if you had this special knowledge, you could get access to God. And Gnostics believed that the spiritual world mattered, but that the physical world didn't matter. So to Jesus, a Gnostic would say, or might interpret Jesus as saying, because some of them would claim Jesus, would say, well, look, what Jesus is saying is that physical stuff in this world doesn't matter. It doesn't matter really if you're mourning. It doesn't matter if, uh, if there's violence around you. It doesn't matter if you're being persecuted because all that really matters is the life of the Spirit. And I don't think that's what Jesus is saying. I think Jesus would say that when he talks about the kingdom of God, when he talks about the kingdom of heaven, uh, when he talks about how these people can be blessed, what he's talking about is the ways that God is going to turn upside down the logic of this world and make right the broken things. Uh, in Japan, there's a kind of uh, craft uh, that's done around a, a piece of broken pottery. And uh, when the pottery is broken, uh, a master craftsman can put it back together using gold. And so what results is a piece of pottery that's even more beautiful than the one before it. Because all around this broken piece of pottery are these lines of gold that make it absolutely, just absolutely stunningly beautiful. And I think the message of blessedness here in Matthew that Jesus preaches to his disciples is something like that. That God will come and respond to all of the broken parts of our lives and will make something even more beautiful out of them so that even now we can say that those who are mourning and persecuted and uh, merciful and pure in heart and reviled and spoken evil against, that even now those folks are blessed. And you know, there's something else I notice about this passage. You know, Jesus says all of this stuff without qualification. Or explanation. And when we read the Sermon on the Mount, and we do like to do this with lots of parts of the Bible, but uh, especially the Sermon on the Mount, we like to provide some 
when we read it, some caveats and some loopholes and some nuances and some explanations that will get us out of how challenging these words are. We'll say, you know, I know it says that uh, if you're struck on the cheek to turn the other one, but what's really meant is this. And of course, there's important history that we have to deal with to understand, understand the passage. But I want us this morning, as we hear Jesus talk about what it means to be blessed, I want us to not dodge what he's saying. Blessed are the poor in spirit and the mourning and the meek and the hungry and thirsty for righteousness and the persecuted. Blessed are all of these folks. There's a famous preacher named Shane Claiborne, uh, who's from East Tennessee, lives in Philadelphia now, founded uh, or helped found a community uh, that lives with and among uh, those who are poor and serves them. Um, and uh, Shane Claiborne's very, very well known, and you know, he's, people hire, you know, get him to come speak and all of this. And uh, One time, he was invited to come speak somewhere, and he went to speak, and he just read the Sermon on the Mount, starting with the Beatitudes. He just read the sermon. Just let the words of Jesus be the words of Jesus. And I thought about doing that. I said, you know, Shane Claiborne's a way better preacher than I am, so uh, if he got away with that, maybe I can get away with that. Uh, and I said, well, I can't do that. They're going to think I just didn't want to prepare a sermon today or something like that, right? I better come up with something more to say than just reading what it is here. And of course, it's a good thing to, to go into it a little bit. But what I want us to do today is to just let the words of Jesus be the words of Jesus. If there's any passage of Scripture that does what people always say preachers should do, which is to, to, challenge, or to, to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable, that's, it's this passage right here. Um, it, it hits some of us right where we need it. Those of us who are mourning with the words that there's blessing in the midst of your mourning. There is blessing in your mourning. And in fact, it may be blessing itself. And there's blessing for those who want righteousness to come, who hunger and thirst for it and long for it. And there is blessing in that. And for those who are doing that right now, these are words of comfort. For many of us, though, these are words of deep challenge and even offense because we're quite happy with how things are for us right now. Um, we feel pretty good about the way that life is going. But if to be blessed is to be persecuted, if to be blessed is to be hunger, hungry and thirsty for righteousness, if to be blessed is to mourn, then maybe this is telling us a little something about what it means for us to say that we're blessed. Because, look, if the Son of God could die and could die for us, could die on our behalf, then that means that blessing doesn't look like what the world thinks blessing looks like. It doesn't look like climbing the moral ladder and doing one good deed after another so that uh, God will love us or something like that. It doesn't look like wealth. It doesn't look like self-esteem and happiness. It doesn't look like a good reputation. It doesn't even look like freedom to worship. It looks like Jesus, who God raised from the dead, so that one day he may raise us with him. So let's listen to Jesus. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. 
And they began to speak and taught, and he taught them saying, or he began to speak and he taught them saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your blessing, a kind of blessing that we can't begin to understand. Lord, uh, for those who are in need of comfort today, who mourn, who are poor in spirit, who are persecuted, who need a fresh vision from you, Lord, give them comfort. And for those of us who have grown complacent and lazy, who um, so easily say that we are blessed, Lord, let us be challenged so that we can understand what it really means to be a disciple. Lord, all this we ask in the name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.